Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, I'm so glad that everybody is with us today. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Aaron Burke, and I'm the lead pastor at Radiant Church, where we exist to move people from where they are to where God wants them to be. And we are in a series called Asking for a Friend, where we have taken your questions that you have submitted, and we are finding truth from God's Word to help you bring answers And we've had a lot of questions, hundreds of questions submitted, and I'm really excited to answer some of them over this series, but some of them, I'm sad to say, we can't answer. So I, I, questions like this one, this one was given to me, has anybody actually gotten salmonella from eating raw cookie dough, or are people just trying to keep me from living my best life? I really think, Pastor Jacob, that was your question, I remember that, it was, You, you wanted to know that. Asking for a friend, obviously, not to call you out. Um, Here's one that I think is a great question, and it's legitimate. If I wear a mask into a bank, am I going to be tackled or am I going to be celebrated? Asking for a friend, that's a really good one. And then here's one more that was submitted that we just can't answer. Obviously, it wasn't asked for you, but maybe for a friend. And it's simply this question. Is there a support group for people who wake up on time and then lay in bed until it makes them late? Now, how many is that? That's just Susanna's right there. (laughs) Didn't want to call you out, but that is you. All right. Take out your notes right there on the app. If you're watching on Church Online, you can follow along. We are a note-taking church. And over the next few minutes, today's message is going to look a little bit different. Um, We've been very motivating the last few weeks. Today's going to be very clinical because we're going to deal with something that um, everybody deals with. Now, if you hear this and you go, I don't deal with this, you're lying. Uh, But even if if you're not lying, then you need to take notes because there's somebody in your life that needs the, the information you're about to get. I've worked really, really hard knowing that years from now, people are still going to be watching this message because everybody's still going to be dealing with this issue. And it's simply this question. It's how do I overcome this addiction? How do I overcome this addiction? And what the pandemic has done is it has exasperated addictions in our society. And never in my life have I gotten more texts, more emails, more questions submitted that are dealing with issues of Alcohol, drugs, pornography, um, issues with, with eating and issues in people's um, habits. There's addictions that are everywhere right now. And we have got to figure out a way to deal with this in, in a godly way, in a biblical way, in a sensitive way so that you can walk in freedom. The word addiction actually is not really mentioned in the Bible. The the word that is connected with addiction, you can write it down in your notes. Here's the word that is used all throughout the New Testament. It's the word slavery. Now, slavery is a very intense word. You would probably go, "That's, that's probably too extreme, Aaron. It's not that big of a deal. It's not, you know, I wouldn't consider my issue slavery. But here's how it's wrote in the book of 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 19, it says it like this. People are slaves to whatever has mastered them. So he tells us, he says, listen, you're a slave, and here's what you're a slave to. You're a slave to whatever that thing is that's, that's mastered your life. And it always starts innocent. When I see people who are dealing with with issues and addiction, it always started innocent. It always started something they just dabbled in or, or maybe they were stressed so they went to that thing and it started innocent but it ended up becoming a master in their life. 
It's something that you wake up and you think about it. It's affecting your marriage. It's affecting your finances. You go to bed. It's the thing that's on your mind. It's affecting how you relate with your children. And it's something that has mastered your life. And if you're honest, I, I know it's, it's one of those things people don't like to be honest about. But if you are honest, you're a slave to something in your life. Something that's got you down. Now, I know the excuses. I've been in full-time ministry for 15 years now. 15 years, I've heard them all. Excuses like this. It's not that big of a deal. I could stop if I want to. Uh, Here's another one. I've got it under control. I'm not hurting anybody else. How about this one? It's just the way I am. It's it's the way I I am. God made me this way. Or... I've seen even people get to a place of entitlement and say, I just deserve to have this. I deserve to have this, this, this habit, this, this addiction in my life. But I want you to know if you could remove that, that front that you have to make in front of everybody else to say, I got it all together. If you were to be honest, I want you to know today that that thing has become a slave master in your life. And here's the truth I want you to write down. God wants you free. He does want you free. If you're looking for that word, like I talked about last Sunday, you need a word to hold on to. Here's the word that you can hold on to. God wants you free. He came to this earth. He lived a sinless life. He died a horrific death. He rose victorious because he wants his people free. And I don't know what it is in your life that you're, that you're bound to today. I want you to know, though, that God wants you free. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. One of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. And it says it like this. It is for freedom that Christ has what? Set us free. Say it loud with me. Ready? It is for freedom that Christ has done what? Set us free. He set us free. He says, stand firm then. Don't let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So this is why Jesus came. So that we can have true freedom in our life. So I'm going to help you over the next few minutes walk in freedom out of addiction into the life that God has always wanted for your life. And it's going to happen by you doing these few things. Here's number one. Ready? Write it down this way. It's that I will only be as free as I am honest. Now there's this kind of crazy lie that came into this church world that basically said that once you get saved, you just don't have issues. So I was 16 years old, gave my life to the Lord, had this encounter with God, and I got saved. And I got like really saved. You know, some people get like kind of saved. I got like really saved. And I, I, mean, I went all in on this thing. And it was the craziest thing that happened to me because it was about two months later, following God wholeheartedly. And I get in my little Dodge Dakota truck and I was driving. And this person cut me off and I had to slam on my brakes. And I, I don't want to have to, you know, say what I said, but a word came out of my mouth that only would have come out of my mouth before I got saved. And I didn't, I didn't realize, I, I didn't have this, I had this moment where I realized, wait, I still got stuff in my life that I got to work out. And I had to get honest with the fact that I was saved, but still needed work. I think a lot of people have to be okay with the fact that, that you're, you're going to heaven, you're, you're, you're on the right path, but you've got some work to do. You've got some issues. Tell your, to, to whoever you're sitting with right there. Come on, tell them. You've got some issues. Some of y'all, you know what those issues are. You know what they are. And, and I love the fact that if you're going to find freedom in your life, it starts with the fact that you just got to be very honest. 
Um, I grew up with people in my family that had dealt with addiction issues, and one of them was alcohol. And because of that, we were very um, familiar with AA. And AA is an, an unbelievable program. It actually has Christian roots in it. And so when you go through AA, there's 12 steps. And it's interesting that the very first step is exactly what I'm talking about today. There's a statement that's made. If you know about AA, here's the statement that's made. I put it in your notes. And it's simply this phrase that you have to get to. And it's this phrase that says, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Now, you can take out alcohol right there and put whatever your addiction is, whatever your struggle is. But if you want to find freedom in your life, you have to get to a place that you admit, I'm, I'm powerless over this thing in my life. I want to find freedom. I want, I want to stop looking at those images. I want to stop drinking that way. I want to stop going, you know, going to that side. I want to stop this thing. I want to stop going to the refrigerator every 15 minutes of the quarantine. I know the struggle. But, but the, the first step in finding freedom is admitting that we are powerless. And here's what happens. Because we're powerless over this issue, our life becomes unmanageable. And that is the phrase that you have to hold on to. Write it down in your notes. The path towards victory is paved with honesty and humility. If you want to get free, you have to get honest. And the only way to get honest is to remove pride. Pride says, I can do it. I can control it. I can overcome it. How's that working out for you? It's not. And what does it do? It keeps us enslaved. But that's not what God wants. God wants us free. How do we walk in freedom? We get humble and we admit we've got an issue that we need to find freedom from. Here's the second one. Write it down in your notes. Until I understand the cause, I will never experience the cure. And this is where we're going to get a little clinical together because so many people don't understand the cause of their addiction. So you will never experience the cure until you understand the cause. And so what I want to do is I want to help you in this because you're, you're saved. A lot of people don't get this idea. They think because they're saved, they shouldn't have the issue. I want to remind you of Lazarus. Remember Lazarus was Jesus' friend that died and for four days was in the tomb. Jesus comes, speaks the word of salvation. Lazarus, come forth. And what happens? Lazarus comes out of that grave. And as he comes out of that grave, the Bible is very clear that he came out of the grave and he was still bound. You know what it shows me? You can be saved and struggling. You can be saved and bound. You can, you can have life in you and still have restrictions around you. So how do, why, why does this happen to us? Well, here's why. Because you're complex. Now, if you're a, a married right there in your room, you can look at your spouse and go, yeah, I knew we were complex people. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're all complex. But you're complex. Let me tell you why you're complex. Because you're, you're, you're more complex than you think you are. We are actually created in the image of God. And God is triune, and I want to bring it up to you today. You're a triune being also. I, I know this is, take about five minutes, but stick with me. This will help you realize why you're saved and still struggling. Because this has freed me when I learned this. So you're, you're made up of multiple parts. So you have three parts. You can write it down. Um, your, your first is your spirit. So you have your spirit, and your spirit is the, the eternal part of you, okay? So 
this is the part that, that is the, 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 the part that was from the beginning. It's, you'll be around in heaven. This is like your spirit. Okay, that's a big deal. So you have your spirit, and that's a big deal. And then you have your, you have your mind. Your mind is the next part of you. There it is. That's the, that's the, the thing that you think with, and that's the, the, kind of your personality. It's all that kind of part of you. But then you have another part of your life that is super important, and it's your body. Now, the body is, is interesting because the body part of you is what the Bible calls your flesh. So you're made very complex. So you're not just their body. So you're not just what you look like and, and your physical part. But you're also not just your, your mind. There is a spirit side of you. I'm going to get this right eventually. There we go. Okay. So... All, all of these need to be transformed. And by the way, Jesus came to have all of these transformed in your life. So I'm going to show you how he did it, okay? So this is awesome. So if each of these needs a transformation, how do we do it? So let's start with your spirit. Your spirit, here's what your spirit needs. Your spirit needs what the Bible calls salvation. So your spirit, you're born in, in a fallen nature. Sin has taken over and you need salvation, so how do we get saved? And if you don't have a relationship with God, this is where it starts. It doesn't start with you changing your behavior. It doesn't change, start with you knowing all the right stuff. It starts with you submitting your, your spirit to God and saying, okay, God, I want you to change me from the inside out. So how do we do this? Romans 10, 9 says it this way. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God has raised you from the dead, guess what? You're going to be what? You're going to be saved. So you, your spirit can be saved in a matter of an instance. It's not because of your works. It's, just, it's simply because of the grace of God. You can have your spirit saved. And that's, that's the saving grace of God. He can transform your spirit. But then you, have, you, you get saved and you have your spirit transformed in a second. Your sin's forgiven. You're on a path towards eternity. But then you realize, I've got this mind. That my mind is not okay. I, I still think some things I shouldn't think. Uh, like, I still get angry when I see those, those posts online, and they're from a different political party, and I, I just, things are not, it's my mind. And so here's what your mind needs. Your mind needs what the Bible calls renewing. So your mind needs to be renewed. So you've been trained in such a way to think. For instance, um, do you remember when you, if, if you lived in a house for a certain amount of time, Katie and I have been married for 10 years, and I think we've had like seven different places we lived. We just moved a lot. But I'll never forget the last time we moved, we lived off of the cross town in Brandon. And so uh, you would get off on one exit for our, my previous house, but our next house was the next exit up. And there was a period of about three months where I was driving on the cross town and I got off the exit for my old house just because it was the nature, it was just, it was, it was what I was used to. So what did I have to do? I had to renew my, I had to change my thinking to go, wait, that's not my residency anymore. I have a different residency. Some of you guys, you're so frustrated because you th keep thinking about this. Just give your mind some time. It'll be renewed. And that's why we're in God's word. That's why we go to church. That's why we have good Christian fellowship. So you can get your mind renewed. But then you have your body. Then you have this. This is where, what, by the way, let me say this about your mind. This is important because your mind needs to be new, renewed because I always, I truly believe where the mind goes, the man follows. So that's why you need to make sure that your mind is constantly trans, transformed. That's why Paul says 
don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you have your body, and your body is the last one. It's simply the, here, here's what it is. It's your flesh. And here's what the flesh needs. The flesh needs, it needs crucifying. So let me get a little illustration here, okay? So Susanna, you're going to be the spirit because you're, uh, you're godly and you're amazing. Come, come over here. So come over here. You're the spirit. You're the one. You got saved. So you want to do what's right. So the next thing you do, you don't, you don't focus right away on, on the body because the body's always going to do crazy stuff. So you're going to focus, Pastor June, you're just, you're the mind. You're the brilliant, brilliant mind. And, and, and everybody at Brandon knows that. He's just the mind. So what you're going to do is you're going to focus on going, okay, I'm going to make sure I think the right way because if, if you will get the, your spirit's saved. It's going towards eternity and heaven. But if you'll get your mind to be thinking the right way, then your mind will feed the spirit man. It's, it's, it's a good relationship. But then you've got your, your, your body. Then you've got the flesh. Ryan, that's going to be you. Okay, so. And here, here's the problem with the, with the, with the, the body. It, the flesh is that while you're trying to be renewed and you're, you're working really hard on this, here's what's going on. You're a new believer. You're really focused on going, okay, I'm going to read God's word and I'm going to focus on God. All of a sudden, you just go, okay, wait, wait, wait. Where's this guy going? Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Don't look at that site. Oh, you got to come back here. You got to come back here. No, 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 don't do that. And then you go, okay, I'm going to get back into God's word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join that small group. I'm staying focused. This time I'm going to get it. And then all of a sudden, this is over here, and you're, you're back to that old addiction. And what do you have to do? You have to bring the body back into line. Yeah. So the problem with it is, for years and years and years, this has been fed and fed and fed. So what, what is our solution to this? Paul's very clear with this. Here's what you do. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, they've, they've crucified this. So they're renewing this. This is being saved. And here's what you do. You stop feeding this and you start feeding this. And eventually this will stop wandering off. And here's what's going to happen. When this gets strong enough, eventually you will be the guide towards this. And you'll tell your body what to do yeah. instead of your body telling your spirit where it should go. Here's what we're Write it down your notes this way. Because whatever you feed eventually is going to grow and whatever you starve is going to die. Thank you, guys. So that's why you got you to feed your spirit. So that's why you deal with addictions like this. That's why, that's why you're, you struggle with those things because you've got a flesh that's been fed for years and years and years and years. And I'm going to challenge you today to starve it. Starve it in your life. So here's number three. Write it down your notes this way. You might feel helpless, but I want you to know today with God, it's not hopeless. And if you're at a place where you're struggling with an addiction and it's overwhelming, you might feel helpless, but I want you to know it is not hopeless. How is it not hopeless? Because God provides us a way out. And in closing, let me tell you what it is. John chapter 8, verse 31 says it this way. If you hold on to my teaching, this is Jesus talking, then you are really my disciples. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to know the truth. You're going you're to get it into your mind. It's going to be renewed in such a way. And then here's what's going to happen. The truth is going to set you free. I want you to know this. You can know some truth today that'll set you free from whatever is that addiction, whatever it, that struggle, whatever that bondage, whatever that slavery is in your life. Let me tell you what you need to be truthful about, the truth you need to know, and you will find freedom today. Here's the thing is be truthful with yourself. Be truthful with yourself. If you're going to, you can deceive all of us. 
You can, you can lie to your spouse. You can lie to your kids. Don't lie to yourself. I want to challenge you. You want to find freedom? Don't lie to yourself. Be truthful. I've got an issue. It's overwhelming. And you will never find the freedom God has for you until you, you, you want to know the truth? The truth is you are lost. You are broken. You are helpless over this issue. I'm going to be honest about it. And you will always be as free as you are honest. Number two is you're going to be truthful with trusted community. With trusted community. Because you can't do this thing alone. And remember the story of Lazarus? He comes out of the tomb. Jesus turns to Lazarus' family and says, take those bondages off of him. Unwrap him. You need some Christian friends in your life that God can bring into your life and say, hey, let's unwrap the, the, that behavior, that addiction. Hey, I'm struggling today. You got to have somebody you can call in those moments to say, you know what? I, I, I'm dealing with this and I need freedom in my life. That's why we have radiant groups, by the way, which, which are thriving right now in this moment. Why? Because you can't walk in freedom by yourself. You got to have some trusted community, which is, by the way, that's why you need to be on the dream team. That's why you need to go through next steps. It's, it's not about trying to get recruiting volunteers for our church. Our church has plenty of volunteers. It's because we know that you'll never find the freedom God wants to have in your life without some community around you. You need some people. Here's the last one. It's this is how I found freedom in my life. I'm truthful with myself truthful with trusted community, which by the way, trusted community is a small group of people I'd be honest with. It's not Facebook. Like, like you, don't, you don't need to broadcast your issues to everybody. We already know you got a lot of issues. Don't need to tell everybody. But, you, but somebody in your life needs to know. And number three is I want you to be truthful about your new identity in Christ. Be truthful about it. Like understand that many times there are things that you're going through right now that are not what your new identity is. But you need to be truthful with yourself and go, you know what, I'm struggling right now, but my struggle is not who I am. I have a new identity in Christ. And here's what the enemy will do to you. If you're not careful, the enemy will always make your issue your identity. And that is a lie. It's a lie. Your issue is not your identity. It is what Jesus says about you is your new identity. You are saved. You are on a path towards eternity in heaven. You are being transformed every single day. Do not make your issue your identity. Make what God says about you your identity. And he says, he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. That's your identity in Christ. And I'm telling you, when I struggle and the enemy lies to me and says, you're always going to be like this. You're always going to have this issue. You're always going to be wrapped in this. I go, no, 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 no. I know who God says I am. I hold on to that. Let me close with one story in the Bible. There's a story of a, of a pool that's by this gate in Jerusalem. And I've been there. It's one of the very few spots that they're like 100%. That's the spot where it happened. And the story goes that there was this this, this, this pool that is there and the people that were lame and sick would sit around there and then an angel would come by. It was kind of the legend that the angel would stir the waters and if you got in quick enough, you could get, you could get healed. So the story is that there's a man that was sitting there for 36 years. 36 years of that angel coming, stirring the water and he couldn't get in. And Jesus walked up to the man and said something that just blows me away. You can see it right in the scriptures. 
Jesus walks up to him and asks him a question that I think he would ask you today. He says, do you want to get well? Now, to me, it would be like, of course he does. He's lame, he's broken, he's there. But many times, we deal with issues for 36 years because we have settled in that issue to a place to go, you know what, this is just what I'm always gonna be like. I have come with the authority of Jesus Christ today to declare over someone today, you are not called to stay in that issue any longer. My question for you is, do you want to get well? Be truthful with yourself, be truthful with some people, and be truthful for the fact that if God saved your spirit and as He is renewing your mind, He will help you crucify that flesh so that you can be all that God has called you to be in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you right now across Tampa Bay. Lord, I pray right now for your church. Oh God, so many of them are struggling. So many of them are addicted. They want to stop. They're like, they're like the Apostle Paul who says, I, the thing I don't want to do, I do it. Lord, they're struggling, but you can bring them victory by, their, by your spirit right now. Lord, right now, in our living room, in our car, in, in wherever we're watching, we confess, God, we are powerless over this issue. Why don't you just tell God, be honest, be brutally honest with God right there in your living room. Say, God, I'm powerless over this issue. This, the, the gambling, the, the self-image issue, the, the anxiety, the, the, whatever it is in your life, say, God, I'm powerless over it. Some of you guys are powerless over that social media. You're, you feel powerless over that, that attention. You feel powerless over that, those drugs. Just admit it to God right now. Say, God, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. I wanna be free. I really think God is asking people all across the but do you want to be free today? And you just respond, yeah, God, I wanna be free. Lord, I pray that you would bring freedom over your people. Lord, they're saved. Lord, their minds being renewed. Help them crucify that flesh. Say no today by being truthful to themselves, truthful with some trusted community, and truthful about their new identity in Christ. They are not their issue. They are what you said, say they are. With every eye closed, if you're watching this message today and you go, Aaron, I, I don't have that new identity in Christ. I've not given Jesus my life. I've been doing life my own way. I want you to know Jesus came, he died on the cross. He, he died a horrific death, rose a victorious uh, resurrection so that you can have a new identity. You don't have to be your sin. You don't have to be your past. You don't have to be your mistakes. You can be a new creation in Christ Jesus. How does it happen? It happens when we make a decision to say, God, I'm giving you my life. You, you start with your spirit, man, and say it's broken. God, I'm giving you my, my issues. I'm giving you my sin. I'm giving you my struggles. I'm turning from my life and I'm gonna live for you. If that's you today, pray this prayer. Say, God, I give you my life. I wanna be saved today. Lord, I don't want to do it my way. I want to do it your way, God. I pray that you would come into my heart, change my life, forgive me, put me on a new path. Help me renew my mind, crucify my flesh so that I can be all that you've called me to be. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that agrees says amen, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, the Bible says your sins are forgiven. Your spirit is washed clean. Now what do you need to do? You need to renew your mind. You need to get involved in a group. You need to get, get uh, read God's word. How do you know what to read? You can send us uh, information. We will help you get connected, get plugged in. If you fill out that connection card, put I committed my life to Christ, we'll send you some resources. Why don't right there on Church Online, 
click that button. I, I made a commitment. I raised my hand today. Tell us on Facebook. Tell us on YouTube. We're really proud of you. We got hundreds of people all over there celebrating that decision you just made. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.